Hello. Thank you for watching and listening to uh, UN Options. Um, this episode, I had Andrew uh, from from the band uh, Choices Made up in Toronto. They have a new EP out um, on Curse Blessings Records called uh, Reason for Conflict. Make sure to check them out. Uh, it's fun. It's a, a good hardcore punk um, EP. Uh, it, it reminded me of Madball. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe, rate all that good stuff for the podcast. Um, go find us on YouTube. Uh, go find me on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash options. Uh, find Choices Made on Instagram at Choices Made TO. Um, go buy their record. Go listen to it. Yeah. Find me on Instagram at you at options on Twitter at you at options. Yeah. Thanks for all the support. I appreciate it. Thank you. Andrew, Perfect. thank you for joining Hi. me. Thank you very much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, how is how is uh, your your uh, COVID going? I guess. I guess we're almost, you know, on, well, hopefully I, on the way out. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, here in Toronto, it sure doesn't feel like it. You know, we're still in lockdown, and uh, it doesn't feel like there's an end, but there is talk of it yeah. so hopefully yeah i mean we're kind of watching you guys and it's like i feel like it just looks like the states has just clicked over and gone back to normal like it does as if nothing has happened but here we're still battling through it but you know it'll be over soon enough i hope yeah uh yeah um do you guys have how widespread is the vaccine up there i guess well, I mean, it started off real slow. Yeah. Um, it, seemed, it seems to be getting better now, but it's That's just good. taken a hell of a long time. It was just it was just really strange to me because, like, way back in the beginning, they were making it sound like Canada had purchased the majority of the vaccines, and you know, and then all of a sudden, it just seemed to stop, and it was like, oh, you know, there are no vaccines, and everything's late. So I don't know what happened there, but. Things are looking things are looking good now, so I think we're slowly getting there. That's good, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it's just weird times, and now even like so, I'm in I'm in Alabama, uh, yeah, and so uh, it's pretty pretty loose here. You know, it's been pretty really? loose, you know, for a long time, uh, especially now with the vaccine. People are just it's just pretty much back to normal. I think so. It sucks to see um, my buddies in other parts of the country or in other countries just like, oh, man, I can't leave my house. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. 
that sucks. But I mean, are, are you are you guys like see? I mean, I don't know if you're paying any attention to like the numbers of, of cases, but now that you guys have kind of opened up, like, are you seeing any like like numbers of COVID going back up again, or does it seem to be has the vaccine sort of sorted it out? I think with the vaccine, uh, it's kind of like evened out in in our area. Um, I don't, you know, I haven't heard of where it's gone up since stuff's been opening up more um, with the vaccine. Uh, but yeah, it's just fucking crazy. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or a medical person. I don't yeah. know, you know, I'm just some, yeah. some dumb punk rock dude, you know. <laughs> yeah, we we just wanted to go back to normal so we can start playing shows. Right, and, man. I'm trying know. to get paid twenty dollars, you know, to drive, you know eight hours and play a show yeah i would love that i I will pay twenty dollars to drive eight hours and play a show right now (laughs) right uh so your band choices made uh you just put out an ep yeah yeah reason for conflict yeah what uh did were you did you guys have that before covid or was that just something were those songs already uh, ready to go out before COVID or is that a COVID um, byproduct? Um, I think we, I mean, there's only four songs on the EP, but I think we probably already had three of them or at least two of them down. Cause I remember playing, playing them once or twice at shows beginning of last year. So I know we had those down um, or at least we were play, you know, testing them out live. Right. Um, but we, what are we now? Twenty. I get so confused now. I feel like we put out, we put out a previous EP at the beginning of twenty twenty. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we, and then we put out a whole bunch of singles throughout the year, and then we recorded "Reason for Conflict," the four songs, probably I think in September. Yeah. So yeah, the songs were already pretty much written, but we only recorded it at the end of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, have you guys put out a full length? I know you guys have a lot of EPs and um, singles. Yeah. So no, no, we haven't. We. Yeah. Um, I mean, our, the reason why we were able to put out all those singles throughout the year was because we actually, when we recorded the previous EP, Convince. We actually, we went in with the intention of putting down four or five songs, but then when we got into the studio, Mike, our drummer, the dude is a machine and he he put down the four or five songs that we wanted to do, like literally first take. And we were like, well, shit, we've got all this time now. Do you want to, you know? do the rest of the songs that we have. So we, you know, we pretty much put down 10 or 11 songs. Um, and we thought, well, maybe we should, you know, put out a full length, but we just felt as a, as a being a new band, it, it probably made more sense to just put out an EP. Mm. Um, so we put out the best songs on that convince. And then when the lockdown happened, we were like, well, shit, we've got these other five songs lying around. We can't play shows, so let's put these out once a month or once every two months, uh, which I think worked out 
for the best yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, no, so we, ha- we haven't put out a full, full length. Hopefully, I, I think now that we've put this EP out, we're starting to think now it'll be, it'll be a rad idea to, to put out a full length for the next release. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and now uh, I've been talking with my buddies um, before about this where it's so different putting out music now um, that, mm. uh, you know, you see a bunch of like hip hop artists just putting out singles and like uh, a, a, a full length is like secondary or like third, yeah. you know, in, in thought. Um, so, yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, I think putting out singles now, a lot of singles is uh, way more, um, way more advantageous, you know, or, or Ab- yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think especially as a, if you're a well-established band that's been mm-hmm. around for 10, 20 years, then right. putting out a full length makes total sense. But when nobody really knows you, I right. think it's diff- especially with people's short attention span these days, I think it's really difficult to get someone who has no invested interest in you to listen to a full 10, 12 songs. Yeah. But if you can get them to listen to two to four songs and hopefully get them hooked on your music that way, you've probably got a better chance of, of you know gaining more fans like that. Whereas if someone has to put in a whole lot of time to listen to your full album, they're probably not going to want to do that, especially if they don't know you that well. So right. that's probably why people are putting out singles and EPs or at least unknown artists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you guys are on uh, cursed blessings. Yeah. Label. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you guys been on them since the beginning of the band? Um, no, no. I mean, the band has actually been around longer than the label has. Okay. Um, but Al, the owner of the label, who, who was also the singer of uh, Almighty Trigger Happy, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, I think he's just being nice, but he's always told us that he started the label because of choices made. Okay. Now, I, I love that he said that, and I, and I love the guy to death. Um, and I absolutely appreciate that. And if that is the case, then I am totally, totally honored. Right. Um, but yeah, so so we've been out, you know, we've been playing for a while. He happened to be working at the venue that we played. Uh, this is what this is what he has told us. Um, you know, he heard us. You know, we kind of caught his attention, and he really enjoyed what he heard. And we've been good friends since that. And then all of a sudden he said, look, I'm starting this label and I want to, you know, put a seven inch out for you. And, you know, it's, it's not very often that you find people that have got nothing to do with the band that actually want to right. be involved with you and, and help you out. And, um, and especially from someone like Al who's been around the punk scene for a very long time. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it was an honor and it felt great to, you know, to have someone willing to put the time, energy and money into us. For sure. So yeah, so we're very grateful for that. For sure. Yeah, and even just putting out like a seven inch, the uh, physically getting things pressed and getting all the all your ducks in a row, it takes so long, and it's just such a tedious process. And there's so much like back and forth. And there's you know, once you think you have everything um, 
squared away, you find out, oh, we got to go back and do this, you know, one thing. And then you find all these other things. And then, like you said, the uh, it, it costs money and it's expensive to to press records. And so having yeah. somebody. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I don't think we like we probably wouldn't have. I mean, we probably could have done it ourselves, but it was definitely out of our our budget to, to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely grateful to Al and Doug and, and everyone at Curse Blessings. They've uh, been absolutely amazing to us. Yeah. Um, and and at the same time, they they decided to put it out in the middle of a pandemic. Like right. I think I think most people would have said hell no that's a horrible idea but you know al is is crazy that way and you know good for him and uh you know and he's working his butt off to you know to, to do the best for us and uh, so we appreciate that right yeah it's obviously a a passion for him it's oh, yeah. not it's not like oh dollar dollar signs in his eyes being like oh this is gonna make so much money yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> right yeah um, so, uh, you are from South Africa. I, I did some research. Okay. Yep. Yep. You are right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long, um, have you been in Canada? Uh, probably about 10 or 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So were you in South Africa before that the whole time? Uh, yeah, before I moved here, I was living in San Diego for about two or three years. But before that, I was, I was living in South Africa. Yeah. Wow. So what's, what's the biggest difference between, uh, living in South Africa and living in Toronto? Oh man, that's like a, you need like another two hours of podcasting for, for that. Let's do it. I don't care. That's fine. (laughs) I always, I always wonder whether people find this interesting or not, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, just, just from the basic living, like just life, like life is a lot, I don't want to say easier, but it's not as stressful. Like just in terms of crime, at mm, least, yeah. you, know, you can kind of live a, a pretty, pretty damn good life here. Whereas back home, you're constantly looking over your shoulder. You're constantly worried about someone stealing your stuff or, shooting you or you know things like that but then just culture wise um you know toronto just has i mean that's that's the reason why i moved one of the reasons why i moved here was just i'd been here on vacation as a as as a young lad and i fell in love with the punk scene and the skate scene and just how awesome people were here um you know and and coming from south africa which is you know we're, we're very limited we don't have international bands well we had one or two but generally no punk bands are coming out to south africa to play so you're limited to that exposure and here like i said when i was here for like what three months in 98 i was i was going to like two three punk shows a week i was in heaven you know it was it was awesome so it's uh i mean there's a lot of awesome things about south africa as well um but for a kid growing up in the punk and skate scene, Toronto was just fucking, it was amazing. Right. Uh, So you lived in San Diego for a little bit. Uh, What was that like? What made you want to go from San Diego to Toronto, I guess? Well, 
I, I well, San Diego to me is I've yet to find a better place than San Diego. Mm. San Diego to me felt really felt like home. I've, right. I've never been happier uh, in San Diego than anywhere else. So I was I moved to San Diego because the company that I was working for is like a clothing like a clothing brand called Iron Fist. Um, they because they originally started in South Africa and they slowly moved the company to San Diego. So I moved to San Diego with them because I was the art director at the time. Um, but I had, before moving to San Diego, I had applied for my Canadian immigration, which must have been 2004. I think, was it 2004? It was a long time ago, but it was yeah. taking them, you know, it, it took a long, like I was told it was going to take two to three years for my immigration to, you know, the papers to come through. And after three years, still nothing had happened. And I kept getting told that, oh, it'll be another year and another year. So I eventually just moved to San Diego. And then after three years, stuff was going a little a little crappy with the company. But at the same time, my Canadian immigration came through. And so that was like seven and a half years later. Um, and then they sent me a mail saying, oh, your, your, your immigration's come through, but you have two weeks to land in the country or you lose your application and you have to start from the beginning again. And I was like, fuck, you guys take seven and a half years to get through my application, but you're now giving me two weeks to land in the country? Fuck you. But so, you know, so that was, I kind of didn't have much of a choice. It was like, well, I better move here or else I'm gonna lose my my immigration right. application. Um, and I wasn't quite, and in, in, in San Diego, I was on a like a, a temporary work visa. Yeah. So I knew that if I didn't take, you know, the Canadian uh, application is a good chance that I'd probably end up have to go back to South Africa. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't want that. So I moved here and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm totally stoked to be living in Toronto. I, I, you know, it's home now if I right. can love it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if I, if I had the, if I had the choice, I'd probably move back to San Diego if I, if I could, but there's a lot of good things about, you know, Toronto as well. So it's a bit of a tough one for me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, just playing shows in Toronto. Uh, the, I remember the first time we went through the Niagara border crossing and drove to Toronto and like, there's kind of just like farmland for a long time. <laughs> and then like, just like, just out of, out of nowhere, it looks like fucking like Oz or something it's Toronto right there. Yeah. Like all the yeah. crazy buildings. I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is wild. That's, that's the only thing that kind of sucks about Canada is that like, I remember with my, with my first band, like we toured the UK and like, you could literally play a show drive for about two hours and then you were in the next town, Yeah, you know, drive for two hours and you're in the next town. Whereas here you've got to drive for eight, 12, 16 hours before you get to the next city, you know, and it's right. uh, it's not an easy country to tour, which is a little frustrating, but other than that, it's, it's rad. Yeah. Mm. Where, where did you guys play when you played in Toronto? Uh, Bovine sex club. Fuck yeah. I love that place. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Got a parking ticket outside. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, How long ago was that? 2018, I think. Okay. Yeah, not too long ago. But uh, yeah, Toronto. Do you remember? Do you remember who you played with? 
Uh, we played with Anti Queens and um, uh. some other bands. Like we we had played with Anti Queens before in like Florida. Uh, oh, okay. We we've known them for a while, and so awesome. they helped us set up a show um, up there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're they're awesome. Yeah. What um, so you choices made is pretty much like a straight up hardcore band. What a uh, hardcore punk band. Um, uh, is yeah, that, I did. Is that fair? I I guess so, man. Like 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 labeling is so weird it, these yeah. days. Um, <clears throat> but it's the easiest way to try and explain it because. I feel like, I, I think I said this in a previous podcast, like I think we're too punk to be hardcore and we're too hardcore to be punk. Mm. Um, so it's like, it, it's a tough one. I feel like the, the real hardcore kids here don't, I don't say don't take us too seriously, but we're just not, we're not tough guy enough. And then for the punk kids, we're probably... I say kids. I hate. I don't want to use kids. Punk fans. People. Yeah. <laughs> people. We're uh, we're you know we're maybe a little too heavy, but at the same time, I I'd, I'd like to think that most people enjoy what we're doing. So, yeah. I, I mean, I always say it's a cross between, like, you know, New York, New York old like New York hardcore meets California punk rock. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but only because. You know, like like Steve, the guitarist, he's a, you know, and myself, you know, we're sort of huge, sick of it all, comeback kid, that sort of vibe. And then Josh and myself are more the old Fat Records, early, you know, early Fat, early Epitaph. Yeah. Type sounding bands, good riddance, yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think that just comes out when we start playing. That's what comes out in, in our music is is that sort of, crossover right yeah i think um i think with y'all's most recent ep i was listening to it a lot getting getting ready for this um podcast um i think it's it's very uh mad ball to me awesome awesome and so you know i'm you know i'm not the biggest hardcore guy but but you know i know i know a little bit you know and so uh Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, to be, com- you know, to to be put in the same sentence as Madball is a uh, is uh, greatly appreciated. So, thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I remember the first time I heard Madball. It was their uh, New York hardcore EP, and that mm-hmm. just like made me want to, you know, run through walls. You know, yeah. And so that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah i mean i love that band like to me madball are amazing like just everything they've put out is has been great and, and they're and they're a fun band to watch you know like some some hardcore bands have just got that full-on tough guy uh vibe and madball have it as well but there's something about that that their shows are still fun yeah as tough guy as it is it has a fun element to it and uh you know, I kind of enjoy that. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, they write great music and they put on amazing shows and that's yeah. what you want. You want to be entertained, right? Right. And like you're just saying, uh, I think, you know, it's, uh, you can only be so tough, you know, it's like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, you're not so really that hard. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I understand it all. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a tough. I, I will get my ass kicked by the skinniest hardcore New York hardcore <laughs> right, kid. Yeah. There is like I, I, I'm the first to admit it. I'm not a tough guy. Right. I, you know, but. I do appreciate that, that that music. I mean, I'm a huge yeah. fan of uh, Lionheart, and I feel like they put off they put off such a tough guy attitude in their music. But i i enjoy I enjoy listening to it. A lot of their songs, uh, I can relate to, not in the sense of being a tough guy, but just what they sing about. And, and I love the riffs, and, and, and some of the music is great. Yeah, you know, the same with Madball. Um, so I, I can absolutely appreciate it, but you'll you'll never see choices made coming off as as hardcore. We're we're a bunch of softies, and we're there to to have a good time, but just you know, but with a bit of a the bit of a hardcore sound, right? You know, an edge. Yeah. I yeah, gotcha. yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, you play a, a, in the pictures I saw. Do you play a P bass? Is is that your bass? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you always been a, a P bass guy? I well, to be honest with you, I haven't even been a bass player. Um, I only, I I've always played guitar in okay. my in my previous bands, and then I I played upright bass for a short while, but I don't I don't really consider that. Like, I've never been a fan of playing the bass. To me, playing the bass was just such a, a boring instrument. And then when uh, choices, after I'd moved here, I hadn't been playing in a band for a while, so I'd, you know, I'd pop onto Craigslist every now and then just to, to see if there was anything that caught my eye. And uh, Steve, the guitarist, and the, the previous drummer had put up a post saying they were looking for you know, a bassist and a, and a vocalist. And the bands they mentioned were all the bands that I love. So I just applied and I said, hey, man, you know, I'd be keen to try out. And they said, okay, cool. Well, here's here's a couple of songs. I didn't have a bass. I went and rented one, basically figured out how to play it, and then went to rehearsal with the rented bass to see if I would, you know, get the gig. And thankfully I got the gig. And uh, I guess now I'm a bass player. (laughs) And now I love it. Now I now I, I I'd much rather play the bass than the guitar. So it's, great, it's kind of weird how how that turns out. But yeah, yeah, I'm on bass, Steve on guitar, Josh on vocals, and Mike on drums. Mm, yeah, it's it's the the dad guitar, you know, the bass. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I feel like you know the bass players are always the 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 you know we get the shitty end of the stick and we're always the the subject of the jokes, but. That's fine. I don't. I don't care. When I when I'm on stage playing, I'm having the best time of my life, and uh, you know, I don't really care what uh, what instrument I'm playing or how I'm perceived. I'm having a good time. So no, man. What uh, what kind of amp do you play through? Uh, right now I'm playing through a Ampeg SVT uh, Pro Three. Nice. Uh, which I absolutely love. The only problem is it's such a heavy, heavy, yeah, such a heavy head. Um, but I started looking, I'm re- literally, I'm looking now into, uh, possibly getting the, um, the dark glass mm. microtubes oh, yeah. amp. Uh, I've just, I've heard a lot of good things. I know, um, 
uh, what's the name from Sick of It All? I know he plays that sometimes as yeah. well. Um, and it's just so much of a, a, a lighter, a lighter amp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking into possibly, uh, possibly getting that. But the uh, SVT is just, fuck, it's such a good sounding amp. And, uh, you know, I'd be really happy with it. So that's what I'm playing right now. Nice man. Yeah, it's a. What do you What do you have? Did I see the Did I see the music video? You have an orange. Uh, right now I've got a, a Mesa Boogie. Um, oh, nice head um, that I'm using. Uh, it's great, but it's the same thing. It's a tube amp, so it's like heavy as shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've been tinkering or thinking about going to a a solid state. Like you know, like I've been looking at dark glass a lot. And uh, orange has a good solid state head. That uh, there's just something about those. There's just something about those tubes, though, man. That just make it sound so much better. Like, like there's just there's that something with solid state that bugs me. And I'm kind of hoping that the micro tubes doesn't have that issue. But (laughs) I'm sure I'll find something wrong with it. Yeah, it's it's always. I find that like with gear stuff, uh, especially me and all my music friends, there's always going to be something that you're just like, man, if this one thing, you know? Yeah. But, I, but I'm also the kind of guy, like I'm not a, I'm not an effects kind of guy. Like, mm. like I just plug straight into that SVT pro and that's it. Yeah. And the sound that I get out of that is amazing. I just don't, the less stuff I have to worry about, the better, you know, right. so I don't like, I don't like having a whole bunch of pedals in front of me and, you know, uh, cause I kind of feel like the more pedals you add in, the, the more it just, it, it shrinks and thins out the sound. But again, I haven't had, I, I'm not a, I'm not a gearhead. So I, I, I'm probably missing out on a lot of things, but I just, I do like the simplicity of just straight into the amp, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was watching YouTube uh, live videos earlier today, yeah. and uh, I don't know um, if you've looked at like what the edge goes through, like his guitar rig setup, and it's just like Not. a wall of like pedals. You know, it's just like really? the silly uh, pedal thing. And any time I get more than like uh, one or two pedals, including like a. Uh, you know, a, a tuning pedal. I'm just like, Oh man, this is like some edge bullshit. I'm done. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, cool. Yeah. I have some, uh, recently I've been doing like these, um, lightning round questions that I've been kind of like perfecting on the podcast. And so, Okay, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna ruin it for you. Nah, <laughs> so let's give it a let's give it a try. <laughs> nah, man, it's it's gonna be great. Um, okay, so I I changed a couple of them to to fit what I think uh, would be good for you. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. go for it. <laughs> so the first one, uh, what is your favorite type of poutine? Oh man. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not fussy. Any poutine, like the more the more stuff on it, the better. Right. Um, but I'm not a fuck. It's been so long since I've had poutine. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, pulled pork. Pulled pork. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Let's pulled pork guy. I like pulled pork. Right. And pulled yeah, pork and yeah. fucking gravies, uh, gravy and cheese curds and fries is yeah. It makes sense. Right. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. Okay. What uh, What is your favorite uh, truck stop or gas station? Oh. I don't. I don't even. You see, I haven't visited enough gas stations here in Canada to even be able to to name one. Um, you know, I'm gonna. Have, I'm just gonna have to say. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Whichever one has a Tim Hortons in it. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, what is? What is the worst uh, punk rock bathroom that you've had to go poop in? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, as I say that, like, what's the name of the venue? It was in Hamilton. Um, this. This is Hollywood. Is that in Hamilton? I think that's it. Thankfully, uh, I before we played the show, we went, this is actually with the previous band. It wasn't even with Choices Made. Um, we went down the road and got a hamburger, and that burger did not Didn't sit well with me. And, and halfway through the gig, I realized something was wrong. Yeah. Thankfully, there were not a lot of people at this show, but I remember getting off that stage and heading straight to that bathroom and uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was not a good. It was not a good experience. All I can say is I'm glad that there weren't a lot of people. So there weren't a lot of people coming in and out of the uh, the washroom. Okay. <laughs> or should I say they're lucky that they you know that they weren't there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was. This is Hollywood. I mean, it wasn't a bad looking. I mean, it was as good as you can get for a a, a live dive bar. Right. But, um, yeah, it would have been that place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have tattoos? Yeah. Okay. What? Well, uh, well, mean, what was your last tattoo? Oh, it would have actually been it would have been this snake on my wrist, which was done by um, uh, Brandon Ng from. Uh, well, he was working at Taking Care of Business, TCB, when I got this, but he's opened up his his own place now uh, called Corner Pocket. Great, great artist, uh, amazing guy. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, when did you get that? How how long ago was that? Oh, um, it wasn't long ago. It was probably last summer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what is your worst uh border or customs experience? Oh, I was traveling from. It was probably when I was coming from San Diego to Toronto. I was wearing I was wearing those uh, Dickies baggy shorts, and it has like a cell phone pocket down like down the bottom, like the side of the leg. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that I put my cell phone in there, and I'm pretty good at airports. Like I know what you know. I know you need to take your belt off and and anything metal. And I had taken everything off that needed to be taken off. And I kept going through the uh, the uh, metal detector, and it keep, kept going off. And they kept calling me back, and I was like, "I don't have anything on me." And they were like, and, and they were eventually they were patting me down. They were talking about taking me into the back room, and they were getting pissed off. And I was starting to panic. And 
and they just kept putting me through the machine and it kept going off and we couldn't figure out. I was like, my pockets are empty, everything's... And then after a good 20, 25 minutes, I realized that my cell phone was still in my pocket. I mean, it's not a very bad experience, but that was my worst important <laughs> experience. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have anything... Uh, I don't have anything too exciting on that one. No, it's cool, man. No, uh, you know, going through a border is always like nerve, just nerve wracking when you don't have anything to worry about. And then any, yeah. any hiccup, it's going to be like, you know, okay, I'm getting- oh, Absolutely. Yeah. They, they make it, they, they make it so that you're already paranoid and feel guilty before you've even, right. you know, gone through it. So right. it's, it, it's understandable. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not that, I don't really get uh, that stressed out at airports, but as soon as something goes weird or slightly wrong, then I start to panic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause it's like any, you know, uh, any mishap could be like, all right, well, we're just going to be here for a while until we figure all this out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, what is your favorite, um, I guess Canadian uh, alcoholic drink. As in specifically made here in Canada? Yeah, just, you know, just, you know, some... Uh, I don't really... Uh, well, okay, I'll tell you this. I Living in South Africa, I used to drink, like my go-to drink when I went out was what we call Clip Drift and Coke. Clip Drift was a, a brandy which I know here in, the, in North America, brandy is kind of, it's, it's not even a, a very popular uh, liquor. Yeah. Um, but, but back home, that's like drinking whiskey and Coke, like brandy and Coke is okay. what we, we drink. There. And this, this clip drift is a real cheap, cheap and nasty uh, brandy. But when you mix it with Coke, it's great. So that's what I used to drink. But then when I moved to San Diego, they all see you know, I would try and order a brandy and Coke and most of the bartenders would look at me strange or tell me to fuck off. So I had to change to uh, Jack and Coke, mm. uh, which took me a while because I wasn't a whiskey fan at all. But uh, I eventually grew to like it. And then I guess when I moved here, I discovered, uh, and it's not Canadians, so I don't want to say it, but I discovered old fashions. Oh, nice. Uh so I kind of now, especially if I, you know, if I go to a dive bar, I don't order it. But if I go to a, a fancy restaurant or, or something like right. that, I'll always, I'll always order it because everyone makes it differently. Right. So I kind of, uh, I kind of enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, I guess for Canadian, Canadian club, I guess is a, a decent enough whiskey to, to drink. Yeah. But, what, yeah. Uh, what, what are you drinking right now? What is that? That is uh, Jack Daniel's honey. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> well, I wouldn't really call it fancy, but um, I do enjoy. I've got a sweet tooth, so mm. I enjoy. You know, and I enjoy Jack Daniel's, and this honey is kind of a. I, I try not to drink too much soda, so it's it's good. I can drink that, you know, straight on the rocks. Whereas straight up Jack Daniel's, I can do, but I don't enjoy it as much. <laughs> It's what have you got there? You drink? Are you drinking wine? I was drinking wine. Uh, uh, my my special lady friend uh, brought some wine over. I don't know what it is. It was red. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. So yeah, I was, that's how yeah. I am with. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not too like. Uh, I'm not too. Uh, oh, what is this? You know, I don't. I don't I don't yeah. care. I'm not. I'm not that snobby. I'm not that high society. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What's uh? What's the most expensive T-shirt that you bought? Hmm. See, I'm. I'm a. I'm pretty cheap. So, if I was to buy a T-shirt, <clears throat> I know how much a T-shirt costs to make. So. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as someone's trying to take the piss, I'm just like, fuck you. Uh, most expensive t-shirt. Uh, I'm probably going to say it would be a, it would probably be like a motorhead shirt just because I'll pay any amount of money for anything that's motorhead. So there's a good chance that I probably spent way more. I think when I was at the rainbow two years ago, I know I bought pretty much, I know I bought the t-shirt, the hoodie, God knows what else. So I probably spent way, way more money than I should have on a t-shirt there, but it was well worth it. So do they have a bunch of, are they selling motorhead swag? Oh yeah. Out yeah. of the rainbow? Yeah. 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 yeah because Lemmy right. pretty much li- lived there. So after he died, I think they put out a bunch of like, motorhead slash rainbow shirts and hoodies yeah i know i know they yeah. have the the statue there of him yeah yeah mm. yeah so but you know it's it's also i mean the rainbow is a red it's a red bar right. or at least i mean i like being there i mean to me it's almost spiritual being right there, you yeah know? so I, I i don't care i had a great time the the uh the bartender was awesome I was actually sitting in Lemmy's spot, which I felt really weird about because I wasn't quite sure if I should sit there because I'm like, that's kind of sacrilege to to sit on Lemmy's spot. But there wasn't anywhere else to. Well, I probably could have sat somewhere else, but it just my friend that I was with, with that I was with, he sat on the corner, and that kind of left Lemmy's spot open. So I was like, well, I'm either going to get told to move. Or it'll be alright. It was it was alright. So it was a it was a great afternoon of drinking. <laughs> were, were you playing video bingo or whatever he played? Video trivia. No, I I feel I feel like it wasn't there when I was there. I don't remember seeing it because I think I would have played if it was there, and I don't remember seeing it. So I think they might have taken it away. Mm. Yeah, shame. But, yeah, that's all good. But, yeah. I, I, like I said, I was, I was just happy sitting there. It was great weather. I had good company. You know, what, what more, what more could you want? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, going to like a, a musical, uh, play that, that might be like similar to going to like Abbey road or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like just yeah. this, this musical landmark. <clears throat> um, uh, have you been to other, musical landmarks like that or is that that was like your your big one yeah i mean i'm to be honest with you i'm not really much of a fanboy. like i i i I, I appreciate musicians but i'm not going to go out of my way to to try and meet someone or or get too excited lemmy is kind of the exception um but even even that 
you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to, to try and meet him or anything like that, right. you know, as much as I would have loved to. Um, but yeah, to me, Rainbow was, that was the only place that I, I wanted to go to. But I'm, you know, at the same time, if I had the opportunity to go somewhere else, I, you know, I get a kick out of, you know, like when we played with my old band and we toured the UK, we played, uh, I can't remember where it was in the UK, but it was a venue called the Arena. And I was talking to the, the, the sound tech, I think, an old geezer. And he was telling me about, you know, how the Sex Pistols and the Clash had, had played there. And right. that was kind of, you know, that was kind of exciting to know that you've, you know, you've played on, on a stage that, you know, the Clash have played on, you know, it was, yeah. that felt good. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always up for, for, for checking out, you know, any, any sort of musical history, especially when, when it's with artists that I admire, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- in Canada, I mean, like we talked about the bovine, there's, you know, that's pretty, there's a lot of history there. And like, if you go to, uh, oh, yeah. if you go to London, they, uh, call the office, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of history there. You can even see like the, they've got like old, um, like calendars on the walls and it's like, oh shit. Like AFI played here on a fucking random Tuesday in, you know, 1999 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I, when we played there, I remember spending a good half an hour to an hour just checking out all the, all the photos and, and flyers and whatnot that they have up there. It's definitely a historical venue. Right. Yeah. Mm. But that, and, that, and that's you know, especially like going back to bovine, it's like that's what worries me with this with this whole pandemic. I, I mean, I'm so grateful. I, 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 I'm so happy that the bovine is still up and going and they've been able to to get through this and, ho- and hopefully they they're able to you know to, to, to get to the end of this because that like Toronto will not be the same without the bovine like the bovine is just it sounds so dumb but it's a it, it's a magical place I mean you walk into that place and everyone's super friendly it's got a great history to right. it. it's got a great vibe to it and uh, you know Toronto needs, especially for, you know, punk and hardcore, Toronto needs that venue, you know, to keep the scene alive. Right. Yeah. What, uh, are there other big uh, Toronto punk venues, punk clubs? Uh, we've that's, got... Uh, that's got to be the biggest one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably the most well-known. Well-known, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've got the Hard Luck Bar, which is also a great a great venue. I mean, when I first moved here, it was a small, it was like a small little venue. I remember seeing a couple of bands there, but it was really tiny, uh, but it had a great vibe. And then they moved up the road to a much bigger venue. And it's not quite like the bovine as in you could go on a night when there aren't any bands playing. Like it's not really, it's more a, it's a live venue. You go there to watch bands, but it's, you know, it's got a great stage. It's a, it's a good size. The drinks are cheap, and it's got that that punk vibe to it. So you you, you definitely feel at home, and um, it's it's an awesome venue. And I've got to know the owner, uh, one of the owners, really well, and and sh- she's an amazing person. And like, they've done a lot. They've done a lot for the you know the, the punk scene as well. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, in Toronto, um, there's Cherry Colas as well, which we haven't played, which is a, it's a real, real tiny little spot, but it's also, it's got a, it's got a great vibe to it. So, um, yeah, but other than that, those are the, I think the main sort of punk, I, I might be missing one or two because it's been a while since I've left the apartment. Right, so. of course. <laughs> right. But, you know, but then, then you've got, you know, then you've got the Opera House, which is, a much larger venue. I mean, you know, they, they have big, you know, big bands playing there, but um, it's also a great, a great place to, to play and to watch bands. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. What have you, what have you guys got on, on your side? Have you got any uh, cool venues? Uh, uh, I mean, well, where I am in, in Mobile, Alabama, there's a, yeah, there's this place called the the uh, Alabama Music Box, which is a cool punk bar. Um, but yeah, down here it's it's a little tough because uh, so much stuff has changed and, and moved around. You know, there used to be really um, not historic, but uh, like clubs that you know bigger bands now had played when they were coming up that have you know. It, the the venues have changed and like it's you know not a venue anymore it's like whatever a, a clothing store yeah. so yeah 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 but yeah it's yeah i mean did you do, you do you guys have the majority of the bands coming through your your city uh sometimes you know and you know try and set up shows you know for for our buddies you know what um when we can that that sort yeah. of thing you know it's it's a little tough but people come out to shows you know out, outside nice. of outside of the pandemic you know it's um yeah but yeah yeah we we got some good stuff down here uh so have you guys got anything lined up uh, now that like the states is kind of opening up are you guys sort of looking at getting back out on the road or at least playing a couple of shows uh we're yeah yeah we're thinking about it you know we're trying to figure out exactly what to do we don't really want to you know it's still kind of super early but people are starting to book shows and tours and stuff now so maybe we might start booking something okay cool yeah yeah it's yeah it's you know i just don't want to book something that we have to cancel some stuff yeah. on just you know you know it's yeah it's 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 a lot of work you know booking stuff and getting people squared away and so yeah, yeah. i can understand that yeah well let's let's hope it uh it does get back to some sort of normality and we can all get back out there and start playing yeah i think I, you know i think it's uh you know it's it's coming you know but uh yeah. Um I do have two more two more questions. Oh yes. Yeah. What uh what is your perfect pizza? Perfect pizza. <clears throat> okay, well I'll, I'll answer with this because I know I'll get a lot of hatred, but uh Hawaiian pineapple and uh pineapple and bacon or pineapple and ham, I love that. But something I haven't had in a long time, so I don't see anybody doing it, is banana on pizza what banana yep banana and bacon 
Try it. It is, I can't remember where it was. It was back in South Africa. This, but, okay. But, I was about to say, know, is this South, a South African thing? <laughs> it's not actually. It's a, I think it's, oh, I was actually reading up about it the other night. It, it's not a South African thing. It's from, a, it's from another country, maybe Australia. But yeah, it's, man, it tastes so good. It's, I know it sounds so weird and I'm not even a fan of banana. Like I don't really like it, but on pizza, it's, it's fucking great. <laughs> so there you go. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> Man, Andrew, you're, you're blowing my mind. Uh, I actually, you know, uh, I have, uh, I have found out recently an adult set, uh, banana allergy is, is, oh, yeah? is what I have, unfortunately. Okay, so so what happens when you when you eat banana? My throat gets kind of scratchy. Okay, so I I have the same thing. Maybe maybe I, I yeah maybe I can suffer through. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just just try it at least once. Okay. <laughs> if if you can find a place that does it, because I mean I think there's a there's a definite art to making mm. a banana and bacon uh, pizza. So you might need to find a place that does it. So the the banana is it is it just a normal banana that somebody takes the 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 wrapping off and they just cut it up and put it on there or they have to prepare the banana? No, no you way. just slice you just slice it up and I mean I don't know if there's a, a, a maybe you don't put it in the oven for as long. I have no idea. I, I I'm not an expert at it. I just I just remember having a chat with. Uh, a friend of mine who lives here who's also from South Africa and someone asked us this the other day and he brought it up. I completely forgotten about it. And he mentioned it and I, it reminded me of, of having that and how good it was. So I don't know the exact process of, of making it work, but it works. Okay. <laughs> that might have to be something that I do in my apartment <clears throat> by myself. I don't know if I can get, you know, a, a pizza place around here yeah. in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Give it a try. Give right. it a try. Okay. Uh, okay. And so my last question is, uh, what would you want on your tombstone? Oh, man. I haven't really thought about that because I've always planned on just being cremated. So there is no need for a tombstone. Um, Fuck. I want it to be something, something funny and ridiculous. Um, <laughs> something like, uh, uh, he was tall, dark, and handsome, but still an asshole. <laughs> How about that? Uh, you know, so, so it's going to be something that'll make someone chuckle as they're walking through the uh, through the graveyard and see that. You right. Know, I don't know if that would make anybody laugh or not, but it would make me laugh. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, okay. Well, Andrew, uh, you know, um, stay on for a second. Uh, but you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. You probably had options as well, so thank you. Oh, no, <laughs> man. This, this is my only option tonight. Cool. <laughs> Hold on, awesome. Andrew. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you.